Left. Right. Yo. So, this is the pet peeve episode. It's a lot of fun to make. Hope you enjoy it. Ton of pet peeves. I was literally going through the list. I was never not surprised and not just like happy that somebody said it because it's shit that drives me nuts too. Let me know what you think in the comments. I appreciate you guys watching, listening. If you have not already, please subscribe. It helps this podcast grow and it's fun to do. So help me out. All right, see you guys on the other end. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. Cheers. 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 Yeah, let's do the intro. Let's get to some drinks, get to some pet peeves. I got pages and pages of these things. This is episode 75 of Sip Talk. My name is Justin DiGiulio. Today, as always, I am joined by James the Bosnator Boswell out of Charleston, South Carolina. Accountant extraordinaire, professional bartender, professional referee, and philosopher. You majored in philosophy. So yep. I don't know what the professional designation for philosopher is. I think it's just philosopher. Um, on that note, super excited to get started with this because I see we got some regulars on here in the live stream already. I've got, let me just count these pages because it's like, it's, two, three, four, five, six, seven pages of pet peeves. And the thing is, you know, I, I threw some feelers out last week after our last episode on the pet peeves. And I didn't, you know, I thought it would kind of be some boring stuff. And I'm going through them, I'm seeing a lot of repeats, a lot of repeats. And then it would just be one. I'm just like, holy shit, like that drives me fucking nuts. And, uh, and that's the beauty about these pet peeves. So before we get started, um, what are you drinking down there? I am back on the Bush Ice train. You're back off the wagon. Bush Ice. That's a, you know, people, there's a pet peeve for you. People give me such a hard time for drinking like Michelob Ultra or drinking kind of like shitty light beer. But I think, you know, when I work around the house, like on the weekends, I just crack open a case of like Corona Premier or Michelob Ultra and just kind of drink beer all day and get work done. Low alcohol content. And, uh, you know, you're, you're, you don't get too hammered. And, I mean, it's beer. Right. And there's a place, like, I don't think anybody who drinks Bush Ice, myself included, is going to argue that it's a superior beer to, well, really anything. No, um, I completely agree but Really. And I, I'm, I'm more than happy to drink an expensive sour, like some fancy beers or whatever that, that are running, like, wholesale about a dollar fifty to three dollars a beer let alone what you pay for in a bar but sometimes it's nice to have a beer that cost you 46 cents and not have to worry about it and be like yeah it's beer but that's the perspective on you know when it comes to somebody not having perspective harassing you for what you drink um speaking of drinks i got my old trusty the art bag five year we beastie slowly I'm surprised that that's lasted as long as it has i've i've really taken it easy on it um and because it's it's got quite the bite to it uh it is a wee bit beastie it's uh you know it's something you gotta drink a bit slowly and i you know i love our bag i don't uh i don't drink it on ice because i really like the flavor so 
Um, yeah, I think you drink a little slower when it's not on ice, not watered down. All right, you want to kick this one off? Uh, yeah, I'm going to hit it. So right off the bat, <laughs> this one made me – so I put a feeler out on Instagram. I threw one out on uh, TikTok, but I just started getting a load of these. The first one I got was unsolicited baby photos, which I was, I was just like, yeah. Somebody yeah, that's okay. Man. That's good, right? What do you do when somebody shows you a picture of their frog looking infant child? I, I don't know. I, I, I never know how to react because the thing is, I'm not a big fan of kids to begin with. So <laughs> I, I know I, that the polite thing is to just to be like act interested and hope that this passes. Exactly. But, like, unless you're like, let me see your baby, like, somebody being like, here's a picture of my baby. Still I like the, the comedian Dimitri Martin's um, idea. He says, you know what the best way to to, uh, to counter that is that they open up their wallet and show you a whole bunch of pictures of their kids. Be like, oh, yeah, I got a whole bunch of pictures of your kids, too. <laughs> That's fucking weird. Um, <laughs> or you could ask to have those pictures. You're like, oh, can I get a couple of keep them <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> All right. This came up a whole bunch of baby pictures one time. Uh, and there's a bunch of these that kept coming up over and over again. I'll try to shut them up. Um, the last, uh, using the last of the toilet paper. That was one that came up a handful of times and not replacing the toilet paper roll. I don't, I don't think I typically check the toilet paper supply in quantity before I use the bathroom. Um, so, th- you know, that's something that can really catch you off guard. And then a follow-up to that one which this is up for a little debate. I don't think it is, but people putting toilet paper on the roll backwards. You see, there's some debate as to which direction is backwards though. It's a simple, it needs to come over the top, right? So this is the wall, this is the roll and it's hanging down away from the wall. It's hanging away from the wall because of the unfortunate event that you have shit all over your hand, you don't want to have to graze the wall to get your toilet paper. Simple as that. I think you need some more practice. And if you go to some nice classy hotels and things like that, the toilet paper is always over the top. If you look at the original patent for a toilet roll, like a toilet paper hanger or whatever, it shows the roll with the flap hanging away from the wall. Yeah, over the top. So I think it's really difficult. to. I, 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 if, I'm curious what the counter arguments are. Um, I the, think there's biggest... one counter argument that I've heard that has legitimacy, but it doesn't win against all the, uh, the abundance of, uh, contrary evidence, which is it's easier. Like if you're able to grip it, like, and you can pull, you pull it away and it'll tear at, at the exact right place when it's hanging to, um, face in the wall Did where it tears really properly tear, that way. People really tear toilet paper without like supporting the role. You're just expected to tear away and it's going to well, apparently, sick. apparently like, in your experience, if, if your hands are soiled for whatever reason, then you might only be able to use one hand. Um, right. I'm just going to go ahead and expand on that one and just say, like, using the last of anything without replacing it. Yeah, fuck you. Come on. I, that's, um, no, that, that's right. So, look, I manage the office, okay? It's my job to order shit when we run out. Now... Uh, we've had this conversation before when someone took an empty box of printer paper and put the empty box on top of a shelf. So I happened to notice that we were out of printer paper in the last box 
which I thought was the second to last box. Come to find out, the box in the shelf, shelf was also empty. Um, but people using the less of something and not telling me that we're out of it also drives me nuts. I got I got to layer onto this one more where like if you don't use the last of something but you use something in an awkward quantity and I'll give two examples here. One is a couple uh, a couple months ago I bought hot dogs. Now for anyone who hasn't bought oh, hot dogs, most of them huh? Yeah, you shared this go ahead. Yeah. Like <laughs> hot dogs come in packs of 8 and unless you're buying Hebrew National which come in packs of 7, but I, you know, I don't don't ask me to explain it. But most hot dogs come in packs of 8. Hot dog rolls also come in packs of eight. It's pretty handy. So I have all these hot dogs. I have a few. And then one night I'm like, all right, I'm going to have some hot dogs. I had three hot dogs left. Put them in the frying pan. Start cooking them up. Go to pull out the rolls. Two rolls left. And I go, son of a bitch. My roommate ate one hot dog roll. Yeah, like, who goes for a hot dog roll? You know what I could really go for right now is some dry macaroni and a hot dog Yeah. Roll. I'm just like, first of all, like, why did you have a hot dog roll? And second of all, like, okay. you, no, you totally yeah. fucked up my dinner. Like, now I, now I have there. three hot dogs to go into two buns, and I don't want to just eat a hot dog by itself. That's double, weird. Double dog bunny. Uh, yeah. We, we got to get moving with that. Um, okay. So this is a weird one, and I guess, like, I thought about it. I'm like, I guess this could span, like, people will get this illegal garbage dumping um you know people in like alleys and shit um or just that, like littering in general well and then and that's the note that i made just littering in general that i see people every fucking day just throw the wrappers in the ground they walk out of the store they unwrap whatever and and i don't understand the mentality of doing so i really i'd like to you know to not you know, I don't want to get in a fight doing so, but I'd like to like tap somebody on the shoulder and be like, "Bruh, what the fuck?" Except maybe in a nicer way, like, "I'm curious. I'm doing a study for my economics class. I'm just curious. Why did you drop your wrapper of your Twinkie on the sidewalk?" Um, but I'm I, conducting I, a study on people that are profoundly selfish and, and self-centered, and I've chosen to observe this particular behavior. Care to explain yourself? I, I'm just, I'd love to hear that justified because you know there must be an internal justification. Like, you must know that's wrong. And the thing is, I, I just, I think, like, you must be brought up around a lot of people that do it. And I just look at it as if, you, if you're littering, you're instantly a trashy person, which pun not intended. It's just, it's true. Uh, all right. <laughs> this made me uh, giggle a little bit. When someone taps you on the head, like a pet and I know people who do this and I think it is the most demeaning thing ever when someone there's a there's a difference between the way you touch an animal and you pat an animal and your inner interactions with the with touching of others I would say the only time you can get away with that is if you're in like a romantic relationship with somebody and they know that you're doing it sarcastically yeah, because you're acknowledging it as being fucking weird. The right. acknowledgement's there. Um, all right. Uh, another one that came up a couple of times was pettiness. And yeah, I think that's very broad. Yeah, we need but, to define it. But I could, I could see it as like 
just like somebody coming to you with like some bullshit and you just being like, like, get the fuck out of it. Like, come on, really? Um, and then this one came up probably a dozen times, uh, talking with your mouth full. And uh, I didn't, you know, that's not something I think about that much. I don't think very many people do it really, but talk when you're mouthful and absolute huge, uh, a lot of people pissed off with the, with the mouth. Can I layer onto that with something slightly different, but related, sure. which is eating very loudly. That, that is, that, that's something that drives me nuts because nothing will make my, me lose my appetite faster than hearing someone eat loudly. Well, okay. So talking, so talking with your mouth full and then chewing with your mouth open, I believe those go in the same category. Yeah. Um, Mine's I had, different. I had an ex who used to, her blood would boil when she could hear me chewing anything. And I I'm mean, on her was, side. But I'm talking like pretzels and like, mm -hmm. what, what are you, what am I supposed to suck on the pretzels until they get soft and then just swallow the pretzel goo in my mouth? Like, like you have to have a certain, I get it, like it could drive you nuts. You have to have a certain tolerance. Right. So I guess I would say that, like, yeah, obviously it's impossible to disguise all noise. But, like, when you're not taking any steps whatsoever, when you're almost trying to eat as loudly as possible. Uh, well, sure. Also, yeah. you know what? I'm just going to layer this one on, too. Like, if you're eating and making, like, audible sounds of pleasure while eating. I, I have that on here. Moaning. Really? Where, uh, yeah. I, I got, like, halfway through and started throwing some names on here. Uh, audible chewing. Let's see. Feeling the foot. Uh, oh boy. Either way, we'll, we'll, I'll get there and I'll give him a shout out, but that was a good one. Um, speakerphone talking. Now I do this from time to time, but I, I can see how it could drive other people around me nuts. I try not to do it. Um, but being on the phone with somebody and, and having them on speakerphone in a public setting, just don't do that. Yeah, I mean, it's bad enough that you're subjecting people. Remember when, like, cell phones were new and people were, like, walking around talking to themselves? That was weird. And then when, head, when like, Bluetooth headsets were new and everybody thought they were, like, oh, my God, they were the shit when they had a fucking Bluetooth headset, like they were some dork. Yeah, the headset. little, like, the tiny little earpiece thing that people loved for some reason. They don't fucking take them off. That shit drives me fucking. That's a good one. That's not even on my list. People who leave their Bluetooth headset in, like they think they're some fucking 22nd century cyborg. Look, you're just a fucking douchebag with, you know, some six-year-old technology, actually like 16-year-old technology on your head. Take that shit off unless you're on a call. Like, it's just not cool. It's like wearing sunglasses inside, which is another pet peeve of mine. <sighs> Sorry. I'm, I'm getting pissed. Um, that, that's the goal. That is, oh, God. So one of the previous guests on the most recent podcast comes into my office on a very regular basis with headphones and sunglasses on. <laughs> and I'm just like, bro, like, I don't, like, am I supposed to, am I supposed to talk to you? Like, I don't, I know you're talking to me, but like, are you in, are you in the receiving mode right now? I know you're in cyborg mode. So, um, like I'll wear I'll wear my Bluetooth headphones when I'm like grocery shopping or whatever. And when I get to the front of the line, like if I'm like three people behind and other people are checking out, whatever, I'm doing my own thing with my music. As soon as I get to the point where I actually have to interact with the person, you were exactly. 
you can't hear me. You're on headphones. Because exactly. it's, it's just super rude. It's, Even if I pause the music of, and I'm talking to them with the headphones on, like, no, I'll, I'll take them off so that way I can address you in person. Uh, yeah, I, I think I have – I've become very good at gathering someone's attention when we're in a one-on-one or a one-on-multiple uh, setting you know, so much the fact that like when I give a meeting, I'd like to make sure that everybody's engaged. And when I see somebody who's disengaged, I'll change up how I'm speaking or do something to get them to engage. Mm -hmm. But that's how conversation goes. It needs to, both of you need to be fully engaged. So when somebody has sunglasses on, you can't, I think that's very rude. You can't see where they're looking. Um, Also, like people can tell if you're lying by like which way your eyes go and things like that. And when you have headphones in, it's just, it's like you're in the middle of something else. <sighs> All right. I'm like, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting mad. I can't even uh, art- really articulate what I want to say. Just think. Have a drink. Yeah, I am. Um, okay. Another one that came up many, many, many times is liars. Um, and then a couple times exaggerators. So I think like a lot of the time, you're not going to know if somebody's lying. The issue is when you know someone is lying or has lied. Now you can trust nothing that they say. So I think the biggest issue with someone lying to you is that you, they effectively just lose your sense of trust. So that's really the pet peeve is like, I have a friend who exaggerates a lot and Pretty much a couple of friends who exaggerate a lot. Yeah. Um, some people make up fact, <laughs> which come yeah. on down to River Park. There's this huge part of this band playing. People are dancing all over the place. People like all these companies are giving out free stuff. Just got to get down here as soon as you can, man. Uh, we got, we went there and there was, I don't think anybody was there. It was like, there's two maybe, people dancing. Yeah. In the entire park. There uh, are about 30 people watching the two people dancing. And then there were a whole bunch of sad corporate tents, like observing from a distance. Uh, <laughs> it was really great right before you got here last year. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the summer that I'm going to lose the weight, get uh, back yeah. in shape. Uh, we need context for that one. Okay. Uh, another one that came up again, multiple times, uh, not signaling when you, when you're changing lanes or turning. Um, I don't I, mind it so much on the highway. Like if, if I can, if you telegraph that you're changing lanes without a signal, that doesn't bother me. What I hate is when well, you're well, driving. How is that, what's the telegraph there? This, that's the, were you in the car with them? I, I don't know. I, you can kind of tell when someone's going to change lanes. Like if, if, if it's something that I can look, predict. No, here, no, the thing is, if you can predict it, meaning they have more than enough space and they're not impeding anyone's, anyone's way, that's fine. They're not, right. they're, that's no what I'm talking about. Involved. What, what drives me nuts is if we're going to be talking about the topic of driving, I got a few, but like when, if I'm driving on like a residential road or like a, a, a slower road, like a, a 30 to 40 mile an hour road, and then all of a sudden you slow down really quickly. And then I'm like, all right, what's going on here? And then you turn. I was like, oh, you're turning. Why didn't you just tell me that a hundred feet ago? Well, look in New York city, when people don't put on their hazard lights or their regular flashes, whatever you call them, I call them hazard lights. And they're coming to a stop and you don't realize they're actually pulling over. So you don't distance yourself enough to go around them. 
So basically, oh, come to a stop. You're like, because you're oh. expecting them to get going again. Yeah, you're just like, all right, let's. You're probably slowing down, but let's go. Uh, so that's that's another one. Um, all right, and then here was an interesting. Uh, well, oh, I'm on page two already. Oh, never mind. Um, okay, so signals, um, wrinkled shirts. Um, so, I'm gonna have to fight back on that one. <laughs> I don't like being wrinkly, but I will take being wrinkly over having to iron something. And I know that's terrible. I, I, and I, and, and I, I'm fully cool with you being pissed off that I'm wrinkly. Uh, I don't think there's any excuse to be wrinkly. I think it's just, I think there's a lot of excuses to be wrinkly. I need to defend my, my kind here. That's, it's the same as wearing dirty clothes. No, it's not. Clean clothes that you just didn't put. What's the defense? The defense that I would make is that, and this is just my theory of fashion, is that there should always be some designed imperfection in whatever you're wearing. Where if everything is perfect, you're no longer wearing an outfit, you're wearing a costume. If everything is perfectly straight, and perfectly buttoned at everything, there should always be some amount of imperfection within your outfit. So I like wearing slightly wrinkled shirts because it's it's a way of me kind of being able to show people, I, yeah, I'm trying to put myself together, but it's not the thing that I care most about, hence why the shirt's a little bit wrinkly. Is I've got more important that things. Be, that may be what you're hoping to, to you know, for them to understand, but... I think they're just going to think that you're disheveled and you don't care about it. Not if the rest of the outfit's put together. That's my argument. I think a slight crooked tie, which was somebody else's. I don't even think I wrote that down. Crooked tie. Um, or, you know, what? Uh, I'll just touch on the tie thing. Super crooked tie. Um, or, uh, fuck, I totally... Oh, a tie that's too short or too or too long. Uh, you know, I think the tip of the tie should really come to your belt buckle, depending obviously on how high up or down you wear your pants. Uh, I'm not on your side of the wrinkled shirt thing, even oh. though I have been known to wear wrinkled things. But pretty much these days, everything is super tight on me, so wrinkles aren't an issue. Um, all right. Uh, also, there's a lot of there's a lot of messages about like people not replying and stuff like that. I just want to say because obviously you're part of this podcast, you're not super big on social. If people DM me, I get back to them. I always I, I may not do so super rapidly, but whether it's TikTok or Instagram, I always get back to the messages. And I, I couldn't tell if they were people they were jabs at me because I know I can be pretty delayed, but I always get back to the DM. So. I don't know if all these messages about people not replying uh, were jabs at me or not, but you know, for what it's worth, I, I do get back to people's DMs. Dirty fingernails. What are your thoughts on that? It's not that hard to clean. Yeah, or just trim, and pretty much the grime goes away. Like, no, I, there's no place for the grime to be if you trim your fingernails, dude. You know. Uh, I don't know about you. I feel like my fingernails grow pretty quick and it drives me nuts when there's like too much fingernail. I, I do like maybe 10, 11 days at, at the tops and like I'm going insane like internally. Uh, and I'll tell you, I've been doing a lot of painting and like I tend to get my hands pretty dirty. I very rarely have shit under my fingernails. Like they're just not long enough to, to have that issue. You know? 
Well, I'm kind of neurotic about my fingernails where they're always kept extremely short. So that's a, that's a good thing. All right. Um, all right. Not saying thank you when someone holds a door for you. Basic courtesy. I, yes. And if not, you can at least acknowledge that they're holding the door, you know, like a nod or something like that. Um, and then the counter side to that is not holding doors for people. I, you know, I, uh, very often in New York City, you're going in and out of doors. And especially real estate agents, our job is going out of doors. A lot of time I'll have like a coffee in my hand or something, and like somebody's going through the door in front of me and they just don't shoulder check themselves. They don't look over their shoulder. They just open the door, go in and the door closes behind them. And I just, I think the solution to that is just always fucking check over your shoulder when you're walking in somewhere. I, I don't think it's a really hard thing to do, but I promise you, and I've had it happen many times that a door closes on me. And I got to like, I'm expecting it to be held open and me to like get it with my elbow. I got like a coffee cup and a bag. And then the door just fucking closes. I got to reorganize everything and go in. And then that person is going into my office. So it's just a really bad look for them. And it's a, it's a bad way to start that whole interaction. Um, okay. This is one when I have an agent that I've literally, it's almost come to fisticuffs on this one. Uh, invading your personal space like close talkers just people that get way too close to you james you have a big uh, you have a big gauge on personal space uh i need a lot of it just in general though like somebody walks up starts talking to you oh i'll, I'll back off I'll, I'm, I'm trying to keep whatever buffer i need which is usually at least like four or five feet we, we get this guy in the office and he comes up and, and, and he'll be like this close to my face. And I, I, your usually, breath. I usually will back up a little bit, but it's, and it's, it's now like I'm quicker to call it out because we've all, we, I've brought it up and broken the ice. And I'm like, bro, you talk too fucking close to me. Um, but there's been times where I've been like, you don't notice this, but I have stepped back five or six times. Like I've left the room that I was in because you were too close to me. We're now in another room and I'm about to leave that room. I'm not going to leave this room that I'm in right now. I'm going to just deck you in the fucking face. Back the fuck off. Um, because, uh, yeah, people, and I guess personal space, I, I definitely know it's cultural. Um, and a lot of it, you know, probably comes from home as well. But Americans need a good 24 inches of personal space. That's and, way too let Not enough. And, 24 inches, that's... Yeah, exactly. So no, it, I need but... it. It, de it, de it depends on the person. It depends on the person. But some people have no gauge of others' personal space. And again, I'm telling you, it's cultural. They, some for some people, it's totally okay. But you have to. The thing is being aware of the other person's comfort level, and that's the that's what bothers me the most, especially with the agent that I'm talking about. I need him to understand he works for my company. I need him to understand that you have to gauge other people's comfort level. So if I'm constantly backing away from you, you're making me uncomfortable. So and what about clients? Well, the clients may not, he, the clients may just end up in total discomfort and be like, I have somewhere to go or, you know, whatever. At some point, me, I'm just going to say, Hey, brah, back the fuck up which is usually, you know, usually what it comes to it. Now that I've broken the ice and we're at whatever comfort level um, he understands. I'm like, dude, step the fuck down. Uh, okay. 
security thing was personal space. Lazy people. This came up a whole bunch of times. Lazy people. Dude, I feel like everybody these days is lazy. So, but fuck everybody. I just on a jet, even the person, I don't remember who said this or the nine people that said it, but I guarantee certain aspects of their life, they are lazy. That's just life. And I'm sorry. But I, you have every right to be peeved about people being lazy. Well, just don't let your laziness affect others. Well said. Foot draggers, feet draggers, people who scuff their feet. Oh my god! I don't. I've never really noticed that. How many people have you run with? Uh, like it's crazy to like look at people who scuff their feet and they run because their shoes are majorly fucked up. Um, but New York City, big walking culture because how the fuck else are you going to get around? It drives me nuts, people that scuff their feet. And I, I found that, well, the majority of the time, there's something wrong with them. Like they're homeless or they're on drugs or somehow fucked up. But some people are just like literally schlepped their fucking life and dragged their feet all over the place. Uh, and oftentimes I, I do find heavier people drag their feet, but like that's 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 in the vein of laziness i feel like um and then so lazy you can't even pick your foot all the way up when you walk come the fuck on like like what else do you have to fucking do in life you know uh like when you when you have a sip of a beverage all of it needs to go in your mouth like that's how it works when you're walking your foot needs to clear the ground in between steps um spitting in public what are your thoughts on that um generally a no-no like if, if, if it depends on how close you are to other people and like where well, you're yeah. doing it it's, it's got to be how close you are to other people i i heard that it was illegal a while back i don't know in new york or something but when i run you know like dude like when you're running like your body's working it it's shit through your adrenaline is up like i typically pass a lot of gas and i definitely because i'm breathing heavy and everything's loosened up like I spit and my nose can run a little bit. So I have to spit otherwise, like I'm dying. But I'm very conscious of it. I really try not to spit around anybody else. And I get it. Like you could totally be bothered. And it's fucking gross. Nobody wants to see a fucking loogie on the side. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Don't do it when you're close to other people and like try and aim it to a place that people aren't going to walk. Um, okay. Uh judgmental people i think first off you know, eh, everyone's judgmental show, show me a person who's not judgmental and if you're not judgmental you just don't then you're them. then you're a liar yeah i think everybody's judgmental i think so that was one i threw in there because i get it i get it it's totally screwed. it's overly judgmental but or, overly judgmental yeah but ever but you just have to understand everybody to a degree it's judgmental yeah it's it's overly judgmental or judge or judging people on really poor criteria where you're selecting the wrong things by which to judge somebody yeah yeah fair enough fair enough um although if it's wrinkles judge away just no, that's fine uh, uh, that allows me to know that we're not gonna like if you're judging me because of the wrinkles we probably wouldn't have gotten along otherwise <laughs> probably true um time wasters I think, so look, I have this issue in my office all the time. I had a new guy. He's a really nice guy. He looks like he could have some potential in the business. Um, not a young guy. And 
there was nobody else in the office uh, yesterday who could help him having technical difficulties in the computer. And it, I was like, and I, the, I realized he was oblivious, but I was on the verge of just being like, look, I can't help you. Like, I'm not going to train you how to use a computer. I can teach you real estate. I can help you learn how to be a better, more effective salesperson. I can't teach you how to log into your email and save files and stuff like that. So I totally get the time waster thing, but you have to understand whose time, what value it is. And I did explain, I helped him for a little while. And then I said, look, I can't, you know, afterwards it still wasn't clicking. And I said, look, you're going to have to turn to somebody else. This, you know, I have other things to do. And, you know, frankly, I'm the owner of the company and I can't be helping you log into your email. That's a skill that you need to come to the table with. And, you know, if you can't figure it out, maybe ask somebody else. But like I said, I can't, I can't help you with this. And I don't want to be rude. I get it. You know, whatever. On to the next. I get this as a pet peeve. Don't agree with it, but I get it as a pet peeve. Pineapple pizza. I disagree. I like pineapple pizza. But, do I. So look, so as somebody who worked in a pizzeria, as you know, for a while, um, I get that. So my general rule is it's like pepperoni, sausage, or cheese for the most part. The more stuff you start putting on the pizza, it really affects the chemistry of the pizza. And you end up having too much water on the pizza. So the thing about vegetables or fruit on a pizza is they sweat. And then the dough gets really soggy. And it, the, it also affects the ability of the cheese to melt. And the, and the crust doesn't get crunchy. And if, the, if, if you're going to heat it enough so the crust gets crunchy, the cheese is going to be way overcooked. Uh, it's, so vegetables and, and fruit on pizza very, very tricky. Um, but I will say the flavor. So I, I love like a, you throw some pineapple, like I'll put a thin slice of grilled pineapple on a hamburger. And I'm telling you, that's fucking fire. But it's really, you know, the, the flavor profile. Um, and I like it. I'll do bacon and pineapple, bacon, pineapple, uh, jalapeno. That's like name. pineapple and jalapeno pineapple and like red onion yeah but again you, it's 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 but yeah, i can understand why somebody would disagree with like pineapple on pizza like some people don't like I, sweet and savory together so yeah. i get that i get that. if we're on the topic of food i'm gonna say like anybody who has who's who's eating seafood that has an odor to it dude that i did not get that i'm surprised i didn't think about it we have a strict policy where you get fucking murdered in my office if you microwave seafood. <laughs> like, it's yeah, that, that that that's you're, you're fired. Yeah, I, you should just be slaughtered on the spot. Uh, the whole office smells like a fucking fishery. Uh, all right, next one, and this one's a bit broad, but I, I'll I'll give it to you. Bad manners um, is what it is. You do something that's just not cooth at the table at, you know and and other places like holding the door that's a man that's why bad manners kind of overly broad but bad manners fair enough next one whining without stepping up and doing something about it so 
I'll give you an example. I came in one Monday. I hadn't been there over the weekend. Everybody whining about the printer's not working. So I went and we have five printers, five or six printers in the office. Uh, two or three of them worked perfectly. And one of them, I just turned off and on and it worked perfectly. The other one was out of paper. So I just put more paper in it. And the other one, the toner needed to be replaced. So I actually didn't even replace the toner. I just pulled the existing toner out, shook it up, put it back in. But I had, a, I had two dozen people crying and frustrated as fuck because shit just didn't go smoothly. And honestly, I get that they were frustrated with me. Like I, I totally understand. Like if I, if I worked in an office that wasn't mine and, and just, it wasn't smooth sailing all the time. And there were, you know, regular printer issues and shit like that, I would be pissed. But if they were such simple issues that the person that solved it them glared over their shoulder at me and looked at me like I was such an idiot. Yeah. That would not be good. And, and I, I look, I totally get it. Like one, these are the people I'm hiring. Bad look on me. Two, <laughs> two, it's my office and regular printer issues on me. Um, but like three, it's you, it's an orchestra of things. It's, it's, you, you, everybody has to have understanding and like, you can't, you can't weed out people that are, that are going to be retarded when it comes to printer issues. You're not going to put them through a printer test before you, before you hire them. But I don't know. Well, to go along with that, it's anytime that somebody is complaining about something, but either hasn't come up with a solution for themselves or rejects the solutions that you suggest. So like if you if you're complaining to me about something and you're like, well, I don't know what to do. Like, all right, well, based on what you just told me, here's some good ideas. And you say, no, I don't want to do that. And I said, well, then you can shut up. That, that, that's the thing is when you when somebody is like, I don't know what we should eat tonight. And you're like, OK, well, we can get Chinese or we can get Mexican. And I'm like, oh, I don't like those. Like, OK, so we can get Italian or we can get uh, sushi. And they're like, I don't like it. What? Bro, like, <laughs> Yeah, at some point I'm done. I'm not having this conversation anymore because you're just complaining and complain and like I'm not your therapist. Uh, uh, all right, next one. Um, uh, tardiness. This one came up many, many, many times. Just yep. being late. I totally get that. And then I'm going to yeah. give a plus one to Emily who said people who don't, who are late, who don't give a heads up. So like when 10, 15 rolls around, somebody was supposed to be there at 10. You shouldn't have gotten one. You shouldn't be like, bro, it's 10, 15. Where the fuck are you? At quarter to 10, you should have gotten a message. Hey, I'm a little behind. I'm going to be there at X. But that sh person should not be messaging you at 10 as if the instant 10 o'clock rolled around, they realized they wouldn't be making it at 10. They must have known in advance of of the deadline they weren't going to make it and then if you're reaching out to them after the deadline this person is a piece of fucking shit same thing if i'm going to like let's say i'm going out to dinner with somebody or meeting up with a buddy for a round of golf or something like that and i'm the one picking them up so mm -hmm. i'm going to pick you up and then we're going to drive to wherever we're going and i say hey man let's play some golf today okay cool what time should i pick you up 11 all right i'm there at 11 if you're not outside in your golf shoes with your golf bag at 11, I'm pissed. Look, I'm ready. Uh, hey, <laughs> uh, I'm going to head over. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I just got to take a shower and get dressed. Then you're not ready. 
Does that sound familiar to you? Uh, but I know who you're referencing. <laughs> so you're not ready. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, t- I'm totally ready. Go. <laughs> what? Or you show up and you say, all right, man, let's go. Oh, I, I, I still got a shower and find my outfit and everything else. We told you we were going to be here two hours ago. <laughs> I get that wrestling was on and that was really interesting. James and I have a mutual friend who is just fully incapable of being on time in any like in any realm of like you could tell them you know it's it's five o'clock tomorrow afternoon that they gotta make it and like 7 30 to roll around you call them and they're not even showered they don't have any clothes like it's just somebody else needs to do it for them uh which is like brain crushing uh okay so the next one i got um and again broad was injustice and i was like okay i can see how something being unfair could bother you and then i realized the world is unfair and if your pet peeve is something not being perfectly fair whether it's for you and my guess is you're not even talking for you you're talking for other people like people just gotta step it the fuck up and like that's it's you know if somebody else is getting the short end of the stick like a lot of that is on them, not even the person handing out the sticks. So I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the injustice one. Um, I, I can get it. And like, you look at it and you say, that's not fair, but uh, yeah, but that if, you, be... if you let that bother you too much, then you can just have a tough life. But again, we're talking about pet peeves, something that really gets under your skin. So like, yeah. if, if, if like we're handing out slices of pizza and you get the small piece of pizza, James, like, yeah, that's in, unjust. Like, you know, you didn't deserve the smallest slice of the pizza. And obviously the person across from you got the largest slice. That's just how cutting the pizza works. But I'm probably going to move on with my life with no heart palpitations. You may, but if you're bothered by it, you better speak up. And if you don't, I'm not going to let that bother me. And I'm sure we can bring this to a much deeper argument. But at the end of the day, we're comparing it to pizza and... We'll leave it at that. Well, you can run with that. And if it doesn't hold up, we'll have a greater conversation. Uh, okay, so here I started, I got four more pages of, of names uh, with the pet peeves. Ebony, people who repeat themselves uh, and things that they've already said. So, like what? People, <laughs> you're not going to get me there. Um, but I had a former boss who would sit you down for a meeting. And it was like every nine minutes, the meeting just repeated itself. So, and like you'd be in there for an hour, hour and a half, and you're just like, uh, I don't know what's going on, whatever he wants. Um, was his favorite movie Groundhog's Day? No, which just passed. Did we do a cast on Groundhog's Day? I don't remember. I don't think we did. Um, great movie. Um, but I totally, I'm in line with Ebony. Um, and then, so I was, I was running through these this morning. And a new agent came in, brand new agent. It's her second day. And she had to fill out our ICA, which is an independent contractor agreement. Every agent we have has to fill out this agreement. And she brought me the paperwork, staple. And I actually, in our training handbook, there's there's one paragraph that's like legit. Like if you can't staple shit where the paper is like on edge to edge, don't staple it, put a paper clip in it. So this girl brought me all the pages were kind of like all like edges. Oh, edges that, that like So yeah. I, I, I was like, what are you in fucking third grade? 
And I, you know, I, I probably overdid it because there was another person in the room and we, I was, you know, playing, but I probably hurt her feelings a little bit and I feel bad for that. But I was like, what are you in third grade? You were like the fourth grader that did like uh, tore off their binder paperwork and you left like all that shit on, on the paper, didn't you? Uh, and she's like, what's wrong? I was like, you stapled this. She's like, yeah, I thought you would want it stapled. I'm like, but it, it's the paper is not in line. And I, and I, and I'm like, this is it takes an extra three seconds to just straighten it out. I'm like, I'm literally doing a podcast on pet peeves. Yeah. This is a major pet peeve of mine. You might as well just but, staper, staple really, it right in the middle. But really? Like, yeah, God, who puts a staple? Some people put the staple on the other side of the paper. Fucking lawyers and shit. Come on, man. Uh, speak, speaking of lawyers, we're going to have Jamie on next episode. And we're going to be talking about property ownership in New York City or I'm sorry, in New York state and whether it's worth it to buy rental property and things like that. She's going to be on Thursday. So just cool just up to that. Uh, and I don't hate all lawyers, but I do hate lawyers that staple the shit in the wrong side of the paper. I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, all right. This is from Cal. People put their feet up on the table. Dude. Depends on the setting. Look, I like putting I, my feet up on the table. I own a real estate office. I don't put my feet up on the table. I often walk into people's offices inside of the office and they have their feet up on the table. The table that I paid for and I assembled or paid to have it assembled and the feet up on the table. I think it's a really, I, from my perspective, it makes me want to kick your feet off the table and just have you kind of awkwardly kind of spring up because like you shouldn't have your feet up there in the first place. Um, it's not, it's not a good, um, I don't know. It's just not a, if it's, if it's your shit and you're the owner, put your feet up on it. All right. If it's your car, sit on the hood of the car. I don't care if it's not, if you come and try to sit on the hood of my car, especially with your Levi jeans on with the little uh, dimple button things in the back of them, I'm going to, I'm going to kick you in the face. Hands down. It's a respect thing. Uh, total pet peeve. And I, I agree with Cal. Uh, Jenny said people who sit right next to you when there are more open seats, she's totally right on this. Um, and then I got you for the men's bathroom. When you're at the urinal and guys that just walk right next to you and there's other open urinals and piss right next to you, come on. Yeah, the etiquette is always wh whoever, if, so, if there's someone at a urinal, you find whichever urinal is the farthest away. Yeah, and, and for the sake of Corona, if anything, come on, guys. Um, look, I, so in our office bathroom, there's a urinal and then there's two bathroom stalls beside that. If somebody's taking a piss at the urinal, I go to the far bathroom stall. Yeah. Just out of respect, and because I don't want their piss splashing on my feet. Um, all right. Jess said, when people don't say thank you after they sneeze and you say bless you. I, I, that's merited. Sure. Um, all right. Phil, who's an agent at the jewelry group, said drunk girls puking in my, in my dorm room. Um, and uh, my, you know, you kind of signed up for it, bro. My, my response was, dude, you're taking drunk girls home. All right. 
you need to aim a little higher. Also, for the record, and I've noticed this for many, 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 many years, uh, probably since before you were born, the girls that are in the bar after midnight are, are far inferior to the girls that, that disappear before midnight. It's like a weird Cinderella thing. I don't know what it is. Reverse Cinderella. But if it's 4 a.m. and you're taking somebody home and they're vomitose, uh, dude. Well, also, you shouldn't be doing that. Well, I mean, do what you want to do, but. No. Well, don't, don't, don't run down drunk chicks. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, and tipsy, a couple of drinks, one thing, but vomitos is that a word? Vomitos, I feel like I feel like it should be. You follow me on vomitos at least, uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, there's a difference between I'm three or four drinks in and I'm feeling happy versus like I, I broke one of my stiletto heels off and uh, <laughs> like I'm peg leg. I'm peg-legging my way back home and holding on to my friend because the world is spinning. Um, and we got another one from Aspire, audible chewing. Obviously, we talked about that already. Yep. I just want to give a shout-out because I didn't – and my bad. I really didn't start catching names. Um, and I like this one. This one's from Lisa, uh, who is – I think Lisa's following us right now. She, she's always uh, watching us live, supports the podcast, by the way. And she said, kids playing – behind uh the zoom meeting so for example if i'm a parent and my kids are just like doing fucking cartwheels or she used she said playing on the hoverboard behind the zoom meeting it's infinitely distracting to the person you're having a meeting with and the downside of having zoom meetings is you can't just reach across the table and strangle someone so i i i can i go ahead can I, I, there, for whatever reason that brings to mind something that <laughs> I, it's probably not related, but in my head it is, which is people who don't control their pets when you first come over. So like if I'm going to visit somebody and they've got pets, like the last thing I want to do is be accosted by a dog as soon as I walk in the door. Like I'm here to see you. I don't want to have like a dog all jumping up in my grill. So, uh, it, it, you know, I, I didn't think about this earlier, but I'm going to throw this out there and fucking double down on this shit. People who talk for their dogs, people who talk and they change their voice and talk as if it's the animal talking to you. Or the dog's humping your legs. Oh, he just likes you. He's very friendly. Now, the thing where you where you like imagine in your head, the dog has a whole other personality and then you talk for the dog as if the dog is another sentient person is just fucking weird because I know it's you, you dumb fuck. Like, it's not your dog. Like your dog doesn't smell my cologne. You you know, your dog's not wondering what my dog's name is. Your dog's just horny as fuck because that's how chemicals work in, in a dog brain and it's trying to hump my leg. I don't, I don't I don't typically get humped by dogs, actually. I don't think. Mm. I don't spend that much time around dogs. I, I, well, I don't know. For me, I really I really hate it when people don't control their pets because I'm not interested in being friends with your dog and don't expect me to be. Look, like I'm not gonna harm your dog, but I'd rather be left alone by it. Hey, I'm thinking about getting a dog. Um, well, if I ever come and visit you, you better keep it out of my face when I come over. Dude, I, I the thing before I can get the dog is I gotta get a giant fence. Like this is a lot of land, and fences aren't cheap, dude. I know fences aren't cheap, but uh, I think I'll do like some Donald Trump shit. Like I don't know, you know, get some people to invest or something. 
But I don't like or just hire the contractors and not pay them. <laughs> That's very much a Trump thing. Trust me, being in New York City, like there's many people. Uh, Barbara Corcoran, the woman who formerly owned Corcoran Real Estate, she got stiffed by Trump for, you know, I think it was over a million, but it could have been a few hundred thousand in commission. Nothing. Yeah. No, but I'm thinking about getting a dog just because, you know, I it's coming home to a house and all this space when when no one's here. Uh, luckily, that's not not often. Um, it sucks. So, you know, it'd be nice to have something and also like a security thing. Like That's where you and I differ. Coming home to a house that's completely empty for me. Wonderful. Dude, I get scared. Like, I, I don't want to get fucking stabbed. I don't know. Weird shit. All right, we get we get more of these to go through. Uh, Phil picking up drunk chips, uh, chicks. Uh, Lisa uh, from TikTok dreaming says being cut off when you're speaking. I get that. Fair enough. It depends if it's multiple infractions. If you're trying to say something, and I try. Obviously, James, you and I are here all the time, and and it's it's even more difficult because we're remote. Uh, but I really, if I interrupt you, I try to, I try to give you the stage back and, and I feel like more or less vice versa, but not being conscious and just continually cutting people off. Like you deserve to be fucking shanked. I think, I think a lot of these pet peeve things are fucking just pointing out how people are just bad humans. Yeah. I think it's, it's one, if you do it one time, it's, it's excusable. But when, when you're not paying attention, and especially if it's pointed out and you continue to do it, because there, there are times where interrupting in a conversation is warranted. If someone's going off on a complete tangent, you're like, whoa, I got to stop you there. Well, or I, they're I, on I, something I, and you're like, I, hey, I don't want to lose my train of thought here. I just, you said something that really brought to attention something that's going to change the way that you approach this. Or look, when somebody's telling you a five, point, a five item thing, or when you're having a conversation with somebody and they're like, they have like five bullet points they're trying to bring up where you have to combat each and every one of those. Like at certain times, you have to stop them and be like, all right, so this is part A. Explain a little more so I understand what you're saying. And then let's talk about part B. Yep. Uh, and I think, you know, and, and again, with one thing that I've noticed with this podcast, and because I get to watch our lovely people that are watching live, thank you guys on TikTok, uh, Instagram, Facebook for watching live. Uh, sometimes I have to cut you guys off when you guys go on these diatribes about this, that, or the next, um, because I'm watching what's going on um on the live so sometimes people need to be interrupted but the re the, the the repeat offenders the people who are constantly interrupting you they should burn in hell um that's not nice to say actually sorry why do the people in hell deserve that uh, they're probably distracted because they're on fire uh all right so we got tiktok group messages um being put in group messages drives me fucking insane oh, yeah yeah, I almost always immediately put that shit on like, do not disturb. I get some, there, I mean, there's days where I get hundreds of text messages. Um, and there's days where I get text messages. I don't mean like I, I text you, James, and we go back and forth 14 times and I'm counting that towards the hundred. There are days where I send out to more, you know, over a hundred people and I'm having a you know, conversation with more than a hundred people. So being in a group message where I go from having, zero red messages to having 148 unread messages is like that. Ah, man, that, that also, misuse of the repo reply all email function. 
Oh, that comes up many, many times on this. The reply, oh, oh God, it drives me nuts. Um, so, and then I have a pet peeve. And I forgot when I brought this up uh, the other day, but I think it was on TikTok, is when someone sends you a text message, enter. And they have a lot to say, enter. And they do so very quickly, enter. And they just wanted to tell you one or two things, enter. But starting with this, enter. And they send you fucking 14 messages in nine seconds. And they could have just created one paragraph. Or maybe two. Condensed it a little bit. But it doesn't need to be nine text messages. Um, And also, remember, you're corresponding via text. Like, you can't get that complicated. Imagine back in the day when you're corresponding via smoke signal. Like, you have to (laughs) Legit, like think about how communicate, how far communication has come. Like when you're doing Morse code, which is a, a big step up from smoke signal, when you're doing Morse code, like that message can, can only get so long before you're like 90 minutes in trying to figure out what the fuck somebody's saying. When you're at smoke signal, like you get like, like fucking nine words, like one thought, you know, with text message, people think like they can fit like half of a novel in there. And you just have to read and reply. Well, if something like that happens, I'm like, dude, we're, we're talking on the phone. We like Text messages are for short portrayals of information of, hey, we're meeting at O'Grady's at 11 o'clock tonight. Exactly. That's a text message. But, you know, Raj, who formerly produced this podcast, Raj is a great guy, always has great ideas, always has substantial, like he, he always says, whenever he sends me a text message, there's substance to it. But a lot of times he'll send me 10 or 12 messages and I don't get back to him for a while. And he's like, you, you know, you, I always see you messaging people right back. I'm like, sure, I could message you right back, but then I wouldn't have read all of your messages and reflected on them. You send me so much information, oftentimes with like links and videos. Like I have to find a solid 12, 15 minutes, read what you're saying, watch the videos. When people send me videos for the most part, I almost I watch pretty much everything because you know there's time to squeeze. You're taking a shit, yeah, watch the video. Um, but he, he, you know, he's he's echoed to me in the past that he gets frustrated that it takes me a while to get back to him. But in actuality, I'm doing my due diligence in getting back to him and reading and replying to what he said to me. Um, and love Rush. I don't know if he's watching us now, but but uh, Rush did a great job with setting us up for um, this great podcast. So let's see. Uh, from Angel, guys saying they want a good woman. And I get it. That's a pet peeve because guys talk a lot of shit. And... Women, women are equally as guilty here. I'm not like. I'm not saying that women are more guilty. I'm saying that men and women are equally guilty in saying they want a good man or a good woman and then either choosing poorly or not doing things to improve themselves to make themselves more attractive. That's a big, big thing is you have to make yourself your... I mean, just we could do a whole episode on dating and I'm sure at some point we will, but just... You already kind of have. Really being your best self is a really big factor in dating. And also, I will tell you this, ladies, you gotta hold back a little bit with the sex. Simple as that. And if you put it out there too early, guys will tell you they want a good girl, they realize you're easy, 
guys just want to get laid. And sometimes guys are looking for relationships if they really like you, but you have to be that best version of yourself because if you're the 65% of your potential, you're, you're, you're dating guys that you think are fives and sixes. And so if you're trying to punch up a little bit, you got to be the best version of yourself. But I will tell you, if guys are telling you often that they want a good woman and then they're fucking you and moving on, well, you, you, you were either punching up too much and not being your best self uh, or you put out too early and they realized it was easy. The only consistent feature in all of your failed relationships is you. Well, that's very, uh, where, where, where's that from? Because I feel like I've heard that before. Despair.com. Okay, yeah. I uh, the demotivational posters. I, I have said to people that I am the regular factor in all of my uh, previous relationships. So yeah, failed relationships. So just be aware. Um, let's see. Ginger said, this is a good one. Uh, checking your phone during dinner. That's a big one. And again, as a real estate agent, like there, you know, that's a big, you got to sometimes watch your phone and that's tough. I try to, I try not to look at my phone. And then when I go to the bathroom, I check my phone, but I don't go to the bathroom just to check my phone. So, you know, that means maybe once, maybe if it's a long dinner, two times, I'll check my phone. But, um, again, I think it's excusable. If you, if, if over a 45 minute dinner, you spend 30 to 60 seconds checking your phone, you say, hey, excuse me for a second. I just got I, I need to check this right now. And then your attention's right back to it. It depends on the context. If you set up the context, I have this going on. I have to check on my phone. I apologize for this. But if you just seem disinterested in actuality, what's actually happening in front of you, if you if you seem disinterested, you know, shame on you, man. Right. That, and that's that's where it is. Is if you're checking your phone, it's because you're not paying attention to what's going on in front of you. Now you're just being a dick. Okay. Shouldn't have gone there in the first place. So I got another one. Um, Janet says not controlling your kids and I will loop pets right back into that. If you have poorly behaved kids, especially if it's at a restaurant, holy fuck. I, I reserve the right to fucking Peter Pan sword fight your little motherfucking kid with my butter knife. Come on. Oh God. When you go out to a restaurant, you're going to drop whatever amount of money you're going to drop. It's probably more than you're going to drop if you're eating at home and some of these kids are misbehaving. First off, that could be on you for going to an establishment that like it's okay to have some kids there but if it's like not fucking fridays or applebee's or i mean if you're at an applebee's and the table next to you is misbehaved brah you're at a fucking applebee's like right what, what are you expecting but if you're at like a classier place and you know drinks are 12 15 18 bucks uh and entrees are 20 bucks plus and it, there's not a lot of kids there and somebody's got some bad kids there you you can you can take that butter knife and fucking duel with one of those kids i think that's perfectly fair um tracy said people talking on the phone in public i what would you like people to get a fucking hotel room to take a call in today's age it's kind of unavoidable yeah i there was there was a handful of pet peeves that i just didn't include but that was one i wanted to be like do you mean speakerphone because speakerphone you're right. But talking yep. on the phone in public, like what are people supposed to do? 
what I will say is that like if I'm on the phone in public or whatever, I'm going to try and go away from other people. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, all right, let's see. Now come to my kids talking on the phone. Queen Hope, people talking during a presentation. That should drive me nuts, but I also think that's on the presenter. Um, when I give meetings, I, you know, I've, I've, I've said, hey, like, you know, you, I, I'm here for you guys. And, you know, it's, it, it, might be, it might be a bit different if I'm being paid to be at the venue, but I will say if, if I'm just giving a meeting and people are talking, I'm going to toss them out. Or I'm just, I'm going to call them out and just be like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Like your, your parents didn't teach you manners. I'm here to talk. I'm the one in front of the room. If you want to come up here and conduct the meeting, be my guest. But in the meantime, shut the fuck up. Um, and I think people need to be called out more often. I, I, you know, yeah. people need to be put in their place. And when I do something wrong, which happens, I, you know, a lot of times I'll be like, yeah, I fucked that up. Or like, I'll just grin and bear it. A lot of times shit happens. I'm, I'm at fault. Somebody gets upset. I just got to take it because that's how it goes. And then, and then moving forward, I don't fuck up. Um, people talking to the president. Uh, so on to the, the dinner, being on your phone thing. For me, uh, lots of notifications. When your phone is constantly going off, you're going to put the thing on do not disturb. Take it off the table. Uh, for me, I get like so many notifications. Oh, excuse me. It must be the scotch. Fuck. Um, I get so many notifications on my phone through like a gazillion different apps. And this is one of the biggest reasons why I'm slow to reply on DMs and, and private messages is I don't have notifications on. So, um, you know, a lot of times I'll log in, they'll see like the top, you know, five, six, eight messages. And it's like from some of my best friends and I reply to them and then I'm, I'm busy. I get out of the app. Uh, but I don't have the, the notifications on. So that's a lot of times why it takes me a little while to get back to messages. Um, too many notifications is a pain in the ass. I have like 400 something apps on my phone. There's no way I have notifications on for all that shit because it's, it's, it's too much. Uh, T. Barry says slurping. I'm putting slurping in a whole different category than eating loudly. Uh, to uh, me, it's the same category. I don't think so. Slurping is like... The thing is, when you're chewing, that's like in your head, right? Like, you don't know how loud your chewing is for other people. And I get that. If you, I mean, if it's crunchy, like other people, obviously other people can hear you crunching. But the slurping thing is like, that shit's going on outside of your body. And if you're just like... <coughs> you deserve that one. I was trying, I was trying for the sound effect, not the fucking... It was like hopping gasoline. Yep, that's Ardbeg for you. It is like hopping gasoline. I love Ardbeg. I did get myself the hiccups. Fucking yeah, I. Yeah, we should hit like one or two more, and then we're pretty much up on time. I know we are really. Are we. I got. I got two and a half more pages left. Let me. Let me go quick. I'm gonna uh, speed around here. Sorry, guys. Stay tuned. Slurping. The reply all on the email, fuck that. Especially when it shouldn't be. Reply all one thing when it should be cool. When it shouldn't be, come on, bro. Um, from uh, one Gia, people stepping in front of you at the grocery store when you're looking at something on the shelves and somebody walks in front of you. 
I think really at the root of this is people need to learn to say, excuse me. I think that's like, that's the place for excuse me. So if you're stepping in front of somebody like you and you're not acknowledging it, I don't know. You should just, they should slam you in their shopping cart. Um, Blondie says tailgaters and she is right. Tailgaters are bad. Uh, on that note, people that drive, people that drive the speed limit in the fast lane, or when you're being tailgated in the fast lane, you're mad at the tailgater for tailgating you, not realizing that you are the motherfucker that's doing wrong. You deserve it. So if you're tailgating, shame, shame on the tailgater. Okay. If you're in the fast lane and you're being tailgated, shame you, on you. Yeah, you shouldn't. You should never be tailgated in the fast lane. Yeah, yeah, you fucked up. Uh, cheeseburger said, "Co coworkers that don't act. I like this. Coworkers that don't act their wage." And I think I think that's true. I think the higher the wage earner, the higher the role, the kind of more removed you need to be from the regular gossip, and you just you know, there's a certain like political spectrum of the office when it comes to the pay scale. It's a bit nuanced, but it's there. Um, Wild Free says, <laughs> this is another office thing, talking about your Peloton bike at work. I think she's just pissed that she doesn't have a Peloton bike and she's not interested in a Peloton bike. And this is something everyone else has in common. Yeah. All right, uh, speed round, man. All right. Um, Lilith. Uh, pissed off about guys that give mixed messages. Again, good point. People, um, we feel the same about women. Yeah, people just need to be more direct. Uh, Annette said hairy backs. Fair enough. I have a hairy back. I try to shave it. Especially... Some um, people like it, some people don't. It's not something that you have a lot of control over. No one likes it. I shave my back, especially before dates. Um, Anadella said, and this oh, drives me nuts, loud exhaust pipes or loud bass. Not cool. Uh, Hannah Moon said, people who go live and don't engage with their audience. <laughs> We're live. Uh, Hannah Moon knows. I, I think we've tried to bring it on a past podcast. Um, but you also know that I reply to all the DMs. So be careful what you're saying and who you're talking about there. Uh, S. Christoph said, People who, and this is something you brought up earlier on, people who moan when they're eating, people who are audible when uh, when they're when they eat, the fucking orgasmic eaters. That's funny. yeah, no, it's just weird. Stop with it. Who are you doing that for, the chef? Like, just say you like it, describe it, you know, whatever. Uh, I mean, we know you don't have any idea what's going on. You're like, oh, this one's very smoky, or uh, I don't know, fucking a. Uh, Prince of Cad, disrespect. Now I'm gonna get some pushback on that. Either you, maybe you didn't, maybe you didn't earn the respect, or maybe they don't know who you are. But a lot of that is on you to establish. So well, a lot of the a lot of our pet peeves tonight kind of stem from not respecting other people, though. So sure, but I've given a lot of pushback on some of these, saying, "Look, you got to set the other other side." You know, if somebody if somebody steps in front of you in the grocery store, you can then say excuse. If they didn't say excuse me, you can say excuse me and be like, brah. Yeah, but not everybody wants to have confrontation every time there's a small slight in life. Dude, so I went, I, I bought uh, this fireplace set on the Facebook marketplace over the weekend. So 
I'm driving out to the guy's house and he's like, let me know when you're five minutes out. I live down the block. I'm going to meet you there. I'm like, all right, I just got off the exit. I'm like, hey, just got off the exit. I'll be there in four or five minutes. The guy's like, cool, I'll see you there. So I'm driving to the house and there's a car coming towards me and somebody backing out of their driveway. The guy backing out of the driveway sees the car coming towards me, stops. Car coming towards me, clears the driveway. Car in the driveway starts backing up again. Now I'm driving down the road and I'm like, fuck, I don't, he, I don't think he sees me. So I lay on the horn and I give this guy like a what I'm driving by, like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> and then he's the same guy that's selling me this shit. So either way, I had, I obviously I got out of the car. I was like, bro. And the, the guy's like six years old. And I'm like, bro, you, you didn't see me there, did you? And obviously I knew that it was an uncomfortable situation because he, at that point, heard me beep, saw me in his rear view, saw me being pissed off that he was being retarded. So you know, a lot of a lot of these pet peeves, you've got to call people out. Like when you staple shit like a third grader, you deserve to be called out. Um, this is like Bigfoot NYC. This is a good one. So this is one of like the last ones where I'm like, fuck, like how, what, the majority of these are just going to be kind of shitty because we already got so many. This is a good one. People who eat half the donut and leave the other half in the box. Let me ask you a question. Who the fuck is going to an office, to a donut box, seeing a half-eaten donut and being like, oh, somebody had their sweaty fucking ball cheese fingers on half Well, I would say if you use a knife to cut it and it's clear that it was cut with a knife. You, it's uh, fair enough. You, fair enough. I'll give you that. But I do think, I still don't think that's cool. So you've got you to get somebody to agree to eating the other half of the donut. Otherwise, you're just saying, I only want half a donut and the other half is effectively garbage. Yep. Uh, okay, I'm trying, I'm trying to go quick. Uh, I got uh, half a page left. Uh, Christina X Tina said bad parkers. And, and effectively, I'm thinking like people who park diagonally, to which makes me think, um, if you can't if you can't handle that risk of being in a parking lot with the everyman like you and like me, then you don't deserve to have that fucking car. This is coming from someone who's owned two Porsche 911s and lived in Manhattan. And the first one I parked almost exclusively on the street in Harlem. And both cars, when I bought them, I said, look, do I buy a new one that's like very new or do I buy an old classic antique? And I said, you know what, if I, if, I, if I do, and if anything happens to that on the street, it's gonna be, be like me, like thinking you're picking on my infant child. It's gonna be like a parent where their kid is getting bullied at school. Like they wanna, they, they just go fucking hyper wild and freak the fuck out. Like you have to have raised a good kid and be like, oh, you're getting bullied. Like you'd have to deal with that. I, I'm buying a car that's not in the sweet spot of the value range. It's not brand new and it's not an antique vintage classic. If it gets damaged on the street, it gets a little bumper rash. That's life. If you can't stand to park in a parking lot at fucking Walmart next to somebody else, you got problems, bro. Or park really far away. If you're parking at the far end of the parking lot, I mean, that's one thing. But I mean, then that person's got to hike to the fucking entrance. Um, Christina also said talking during movies. That's a solid one, especially in New York City. Like, people get fucking murdered over that. Shut the fuck up, all right? Go Wait until that shit comes out in fucking VHS. 
plug that shit into your VCR and watch at home and, and talk all you want. Um, and this is an interesting one again from Christina. She threw through right there. Not closing the shower curtain when you finish showering. I believe this. No, that's right. She's right. It needs to dry out. Uh, exactly. And then I was thinking on my end, I got this weird rule when it comes to toilet seats. When I'm in a public bathroom, I always leave the toilet seat up. That way, like whatever happens after me, because a lot of toilet bathrooms are gross as fuck and there's already piss on the toilet seat. If I leave it up and somebody comes in after me, like they know I did not piss all over the seat. When I'm in a private bathroom, I close the toilet and the toilet seat. Um, just and the I, lid. And the lid, yeah. I just I feel like a private person's toilet seat needs to be closed. I don't know, that's my opinion. But yeah, close it. Change the toilet paper when you run out of toilet paper. The toilet paper goes over the top. It's just how it works. That's how the technology was invented. Yes, that's why when technology was invented, the paper goes over the top of the roll. Um, close the shower curtain and close the toilet seat. And to you real estate agents, listen to me. If you're taking pictures of apartments, close the fucking toilet seat. I don't need to see the inside of the bowl in someone's house. It's fucking weird. All right, close the toilet seat. Um, Nicole said, uh, smoke breaks during dinner. You're after dinner and somebody takes a smoke break in the middle of the dinner. To me, James, you ever been a big cigarette smoker? Mm, no, at, at times, the most I ever was smoking was probably like three or four a day. But did you ever like the fact that somebody has to, your meal shows up, you eat a couple of bites and you excuse yourself to smoke a cigarette? No, if I ever smoked, it would be. After the de- the meal was completely finished, the deed was done. Is that what you're gonna say? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That too. Uh, but no, yeah. I mean, I like cigarettes. I'm not a huge smoker, but um, so, yeah, nobody needs a cigarette that bad. And if they do, they need some fucking rehab, man. Like they, that's that's fucking. That's yeah. If you can't make it halfway through a meal without a cigarette, you need to evaluate I like, things. I like cigarettes because I I like the smell of the smoke, and I obviously nicotine is great, and but I, I, you know, I think there's a certain social aspect of smoking that people need like a little break from whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and also you can go outside and you talk to people, you meet whatever it is, that's cool. But if somebody's stepping away from you mid meal to smoke a cigarette, something else is up. And, and Nicole, that, that's my thinking. And I'm sure you're probably, my thinking is, is you must know something's a bit fishy there too. All right, I got a last half a page. Uh, John Brandis says blue balls. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Sustained. Caesar says not being able to have coffee at the same time every day. And, uh, Eh. well, look, I typically drink my, uh, you know, sometimes I have coffee on the way in or sometimes I have a glass before I leave the house. But I will tell you, I like to come into the office and kind of get started in a relaxing way. I got a lot to do typically when I first come in and I like to drink my coffee and get this shit done. When people interrupt me and when I just don't get to drink that coffee, like when it's like one o'clock in the afternoon, I got half a cup of coffee left because I didn't get to drink it in the morning. That's a bit bothersome for me. Not a pet peeve for me, but I could see how it could drive somebody else nuts. Um, Amy said, Amy Gerard said, unkindness. Um, 
All right, that, that's gotta be a rule, fair enough. If you're a dick, you know, you got more coming to you. Uh, Dor Doria said snoring. I totally get that being a pet peeve. Sorry about that one, I snore when I'm drunk. Is what it is. Um, and Diamond, okay. And, and again, so I got another great one for you. So like, just when you think like we're closing out and like they're not getting good, like unkindness, fair enough, good pet peeve. Um, but this one is a bit more exact on it. Um, so James, just when I think we're running out of good ones, I just get slammed with a really good one. And that is being rude to servers. Yeah. I, 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 and, and we're closing up. So I, I'm, I, we're, we'll sign out. I got one more. Um, and that was leaving the seat up in the bathroom. So, but yeah, the, the being rude to servers one was kind of the cap to me. I was like, fuck, man. There's got to be so many more fucking pet peeves. If you're rude to your servers, bro, you're just a bad person. Well, let's let's hit the rest of them. If we, like, I'm sure we're gonna get some more that come in after the after the cast or when we look at the comments or whatever. Let's do like ten or fifteen minutes at the beginning of the next cast before we bring in Jamie and um, just kind of open up on a light note before we get into the technical stuff. We will be very technical next time, uh, James. I know we have exceeded the time limit. That's my bad. We are all busy people. Thank you guys, all of you, for sending your crazy pet peeves. Keep them coming because, yeah. like you said, we. Uh, we will revisit them and like all this is you guys i think two or three of them are james and i so thank you guys very much we will catch you next time this has been a fun episode episode 75 bit of a benchmark for us it's kind of cool yeah um, we will see you guys next time james i'll catch right. you later adios all right that concludes the episode let me know what you thought in the comments if you have not already please subscribe please comment please share the podcast that helps us grow as you know it's very important for this podcast to keep going. And thank you, as always, for listening and watching. See you later. I like PBR. I just got priced out of it.